Welcome to Business Buzz with your host, Frank Hellring. Do you own a small business or does that small business own you? Are you seeking increased sales, more loyal customers, lower operation costs, and brand loyalty? If you're interested in elevating your brand and expanding your reach, then Business Buzz will put it all together for you with expert guests, resources that make sense, and your opportunity to be heard. Get ready to call in with your questions and comments at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Business Buzz is out to put the buzz back into your business. Here's your host, Frank Hellring. Hey, can you hear the buzz? Welcome, wherever you may be, you have found Business Buzz. I'm your host, Frank Hellring. We're coming to you live, prime time, on the Voice America Business Network channel. And I'm joined today by my hostess with the mostest, Ninon DeVere DeRosa. We're the dynamic business duo out there helping small business day in and day out. How you doing, Ninon? I'm doing absolutely great, and I just love our guest today and what we're talking about. I think this is definitely needs to be out there, and I love it. How are you, Frank? I'm doing great. You know, doing this great. guest is right up your alley. Oh, my goodness. Absolutely. I mean, good Lord. Wait till he has what I was trying to do. <laughs> <laughs> hey, have you done your Christmas shopping yet? No. <laughs> oh, do you have a Christmas tree? Yes, I have. A, oh, I have all my lights outside are on. All of them are on. Inside is pretty cool. Um, all my days, 23rd, 24th, 25th, are all taken care of. So I'm, I'm taken care of. Just sort of buy a couple of more presents. Yeah, it's absolutely amazing. I mean, I, I look at the Christmas tree lots around here, kind of gauging, you know, what this Christmas is going to be like. Boy, they're ending up with a lot of trees around here in the non. It's amazing. Well, that's true, but I've noticed a tremendous amount of um, lights on houses. I've noticed more lights on houses. People seem to be out there trying to sort of make an effort of making this fun. I, I, I noticed that. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Yep, and let's right now go to our veteran PSA, see if we can light up some hearts here, okay? Yeah, like, yeah let's In November start. 2022, we conducted a show on Business Buzz and Business Watch where we uncovered the absolute truth that veterans are being murdered in their beds in the United States of America, in veterans' hospitals, by doctors, nurses, support staff. I mean, one of the gentlemen that they caught who had killed over 300 veterans, your wounded warriors, and picked up weapons and went to far-flung battlefields and defended your freedoms. I don't know whether you remember Marcus Welby, but this doctor looked like Marcus Welby. We're not talking serial killers here. We're talking people who, at the most incredible, vulnerable times of a veteran's life, when he's either fighting for his life or fighting a sickness, he's at the mercy, flat on his back, in a veteran hospital. And we have predators walking around who would like to usher them out of this world. Go to veteran, V-E-T-E-R-A-N, murders, M-U-R-D-E-R-S.com. This is a landing page that we put up. There is the show playback of my interview with Bruce Sackman, who is part of the Inspector General's office, retired. He's the one that uncovered this way back in 2008, if you can believe that. And he believes at the core that nobody really picked up the torch after he left. So go to Veteran Murders, M-U-R-D-E-R-S.com. Find out what you don't know. Find out what you don't know about your warriors who defended your freedoms today. Let's stop the killing. Well, Nanan, we are joined today by this incredible man, Richard Viasana. 
He's the founder of Forever Homes for Foster Kids. I love that title. He's a leading international expert on immigration issues and foster families. Richard's a proud Navy veteran. Thank you so much for your service, sir. Has been featured on CNN International, Associated Press, ABC TV, Wish TV, Costco Connections, and the Washington Post. He's a columnist with Foster Focus Magazine and an international speaker. He's honored as California's hero. Richard has translated for the United States, excuse me, United Nations. Plus, he's a leading advocate for the Latino foster children in the U.S. He's been featured in Latino media, including the world's largest Spanish language media companies such as Univision, Lolo Cuento, and EFE. For three decades, his nonprofit has worked with government agencies nationwide to find families for foster and immigrant children to create a forever home. Viasana has given presentations at the U.S. and Mexico universities, including the University of Houston, National University, Alliant International University, and Universidad Universe, at government agencies such as Seguro Social, UMSS, and Mexico, and giving cultural workshops to associations in corporate training at Electronics and Thermo Fisher. He is the international award-winning author of the best-selling book, Do No Harm, Richard Viasano. Welcome to Business Buzz. Thank you so much for having me. We are so blessed to have you, in my opinion. Uh, as you and I talked about before we got on the air live, both of you and I share a kindred spirit about foster kids. Uh, I happen to believe that they are somewhat forgotten, you know, in our world, and that needs to be elevated. Do you agree? Absolutely. Yeah. Ninon, you've got a background in this arena. I look at all those plaques behind you, okay? <laughs> well, God knows how many radio shows you've done that are children-oriented. Yeah. Let's, let's have you, let's off. have you, yeah, let's have you lead it off. Uh, well, actually, um, Forever Homes for Foster Kids is your foundation, right, Richard? That's my charity, yes. Yes. That's a beautiful name. Where did you get that from? Well, we're always looking for forever homes. We talk about that for children, whether it's going back to their parents mm -hmm. or in half the cases, they're going somewhere else. They're going to a relative, a grandmother, or maybe mm -hmm. they're being adopted. But the goal is to get them out of the foster care system. It's a needed institution. We need a place for kids. We're being abused and neglected, but we want to get them out of that as fast as possible so they can have a normal life and get back to being a kid and get back mm -hmm. to the path that they're supposed to be on with someone who loves and will care for them. Yeah, it's, it's, so, you know, it's so sad to hear about a foster home for a kid because a kid should not have a foster home. It should have its own home. It's born into a family, but unfortunately, these things do happen. I had a show called Voices of Tomorrow, and I interviewed many, many, I went into many houses, foster homes with, you know, five or six kids. And I was shocked, but each one of the kids was so animated and so excited and, you know, just to be able to talk and to say something. Um, do you go through that at all? Do you ever go into the foster homes where the kids actually are? No, we don't. We are very specialized hmm. in the type of work that we do. So... I don't uh, get that opportunity to interact with them like that. I will say this, though. The children are, when they have an opportunity and a hope that they may come out of that foster home, that's when they turn on the charm because they feel like they're on audition. 
And it's a yeah. terrible feeling because it's great for us as adults when we're seeing these kids like, oh, look at that. That's so daring. But these kids are so stressed because they're thinking this might be my one chance to get out of here. Yeah. And so that's something we don't see and we don't hear about. No one ever talks about that. Oh, my goodness. I, I could talk about that up and down the highway. And it's such an it's amazing because they don't know how long they're going to be in that home. <clears throat> they don't know how, where they're going. They, they don't know anything because they're kids. They, they're not supposed to know anything. They're supposed to have a mom and dad and all this stuff, but that doesn't happen. But I think what you do is absolutely amazing. What I'm very perturbed about is when they reach 18, when they're in a lot of these foster homes, and I was going to open up something, which I'll talk about some other time, but they are literally, because there's no money coming in at 18, and they're out, and literally they're on the street. How does that work now? Is it is it 10 times worse? we got more kids coming in from the border. We have a real large problem with these children. We do have a huge problem in this country with the children who age out, and the number doesn't seem to shift. It no. seems to be at 23,000 children aging out every year. And when those kids do come out, and there was a very thorough analysis and study done on these children and they found that four out of five children that come out they'll become homeless yeah they end up in prison one thing they didn't talk about then was that they can become a sex trafficking victim in as little as six hours and in my book do no harm i start out the book giving these numbers that these kids will come out today Tonight, 66 yeah. children will age out. They'll have to fend for themselves tonight. And by tomorrow morning, some of those kids will be sex trafficking victims. Absolutely. And I, I don't think people quite understand that that 18, they're still kids. Hey, come on. They're still young. They don't know what's, they know less what's going on outside because of their upbringing over the last 18 years. So that's mm -hmm. one of the biggest problems that we don't seem to, to sort of understand. But uh, in Vegas alone, and I'm just quoting on quote, we have 16,000, well, not Vegas, I guess, Nevada, 16,000 homeless children that live under the, under the streets and in the, you know, it's unbelievable. That's just Vegas. You know, it's funny you're saying that, uh, Nana, I was sitting there thinking to myself, you know, one of our, our corporate uh, clients upcoming for the new year is Operation Underground Railroad, which, of course, is the uh, Ballard uh, side of the equation, uh, as you well know, in the sex trafficking world, uh, world uh, Richard, uh, the movie Sound of Freedom. Uh, which, Richard Ballard, uh, yeah. You know, yeah, which that particular... Um, uh, film, you know, is now going around the world. And I, I sit there and I think to myself, when you talk about a foster child coming out of the system, what's the average number of homes, Richard, okay, that that child's been through before he gets booted out on the street? <laughs> well, depending upon how long they've been in the system. So let's take a child who's been in for five years. On average, they've moved 10 times. Wow. Boy, talk about disenfranchisement, you know, talk about uprooting 
talk about, you know, basically changing people's worlds from persuasion to persuasion, right? And not all foster care families are the same, am I right? No, mm -hmm. not at all. Oh, no. That, like uh, Ninon said, they're varied. And one child mentioned that on a street corner of the four houses, he had been in three of them, just seemed to go from one house corner to the next house corner to the next house corner. They had different beliefs. They had different styles, which you could eat for breakfast, when you went to sleep, different rules. And this totally messes up a child because, again, they want to be on their best behavior and they're having to shift and force themselves into this pattern to be appealing to their foster parent because they don't want to get sent away. And no. every time they do get sent away, they feel like it was me. I caused this yeah. to happen. If I'd just been nicer, if I'd just not complained that I don't like broccoli, if I'd just not <laughs> said that, they would have kept me. But no, I had to open my mouth and say something. And so there's this angst, there's this pain that follows these kids and also feeling that they're unlovable. And but, this yeah. follows them. It's terrible. And they always seem to feel they do wrong. You know, I was going to open up a home in Los Angeles and so I went to start to, because I had a foundation myself, Kids Talk Foundation, and I went to open up this home, and they changed all the rules. So I could not live there and take care of these kids. I had to have a director for this, for the for 12 to whatever time, and another director for this. The time I worked out the whole thing, I, I couldn't afford to do it, and I couldn't afford to have all these kids in unless I had the really, really, really kids that were really ill or they had to have special needs and they had to have all this stuff. Then I had to bring in all these other nurses and everybody else. They made it impossible for a woman like myself coming along wanting to help these kids. And so I had to give up. I said, no, I can't possibly do that um, that way. So why have they made it so difficult? Or, or is it easier now? Or Probably not. No, I would say because we are on Facebook, so we get a lot of commentary from people about uh, what is happening in the system. And so those people have commented that it's gotten more restrictive. And here's why. It only takes one person to mess it up. No government agency wants to have it out there that a child was hurt. I mean, that's not the, the focus for these government agencies. They want to try to do right. The people working there are dedicated and, for the most part, are there for the right reasons. And so the, they want to make sure these children are protected. And you get someone who slides in, you get a pedophile who knows how to you know, interview well, how to look right. And then they learn from that and they say, you know what, we've got to tighten it down even more. And so this is all because it's a lose-lose situation for a, a county agency. Yeah. If they don't tighten down, someone comes in who abuses a child. Now they've got national news and now they're being grilled. And so the only choice they have is to lock it down even tighter, which does disenfranchise people like you who have a great heart and want to help these children. Mm -hmm. and yet. It is a process, and it's only for those who really, really want to be there for the children. But let's face it, because of that, the ones who really do want to be there for the children are the ones who come in.
Yeah, you know, Richard, we got to cut away for our first break here. But uh, I would like to say before we do that, not only do we have both a kindred spirit uh, between us in this show, we definitely have uh, what I would say to be, uh, including the non, uh, basically high motivation <laughs> to see this change. We're going to take a quick break here. You're listening to Business Buzz with Frank Calvering and Anand DeVere DeRosa live on Voice America Business Network, brought to you now by CaliforniaSeniorGuide.com. Well, listen, if you're a small business out there today and you've got a product or a service and you want to get it in front of the eyeballs of a million plus seniors alone in the state of California, you need to go to CaliforniaSeniorGuide.com today. You'll get a pop-up box. They'll ask you for your email. Someone will get in touch with you. I know it seems sophomoric. I know it seems antiquated, but that's just the way they do it because they're very personable, very relational. And they will get in touch with you to talk to you about an eighth-page ad, a quarter-page ad, a half-page ad, or a full-page ad like I have in Voice America. And also, Voice America has a full-page ad side-by-side -side with the show in the magazine. So go to CaliforniaSeniorGuide.com today, and let me give you a big reason to go do that. The last count is that seniors have $3.5 trillion in disposable earnings sitting in their pocketbooks and their wallets what better way to get it out of there than to spend it for your product or service? So go to CaliforniaSeniorGuide.com today and find out how to get involved in one of the biggest marketplaces in the United States of America. Well, we've been mixing it up with Richard Villasana. He's got a tremendous heart for foster children. He's doing something about it. I've got Ninon DeVere DeRosa right beside me. Plaques behind her galore <laughs> for everything that she's done in the children's realm. And we're going to be right back after our advertisers take two and two to take a look at you with more buzz for your business. Moda Business Solutions is your one-stop shop with a focus on time and cost savings. We let you, the business owner, focus on running your businesses instead of searching for quality products and services. Cash is king, and we strive to put more cash into your pocket. Moda Business Solutions provides top-of-the-line products and services, connecting you with trending companies. Are you ready to grow your business? Call Moda Business Solutions at 858-251-4640 or visit us online at modabusinesssolutions.com. At LaTip, in everything we do, we believe in the importance of small business success. And we believe in helping small businesses reach their growth goals. The way we help small businesses is by building relationships, training on how to expand those relationships into closable leads, and providing technology to efficiently interact within those relationships. We just happen to run business networking meetings. Want to come to one? This is the power of LaTip. Visit LaTip.com for more information. That's L-E-T. TIP.com. We're always looking for guests, resources, and business promotion. Would you like to be a guest on the show? Do you have a resource that can help small businesses increase sales, lower costs, and amplify brand loyalty? Do you have a business that needs to elevate your brand and expand your reach? If any of these sound like a fit for you, you need to partner with us. Call us at 877-3-NOW-BUZZ. That's 877-366-9289. And discover how Business Buzz and Business Watch can take your message and company further. Again, give us a call at 877-3-NOW-BUZZ. 877-366-9289. 
Business Watch is your outreach to feel the pulse and increase the buzz in your business community. Invite Frank to be a speaker at your next event. We can create a live promotional video with you at your next event to brand your brand. Visit businessbuzz.com. Having Frank come speak at your event can motivate your team and your customers, which means he can also motivate the growth of your business. It's time to take it to the next level. Visit businessbuzz.com and watch things grow. You're listening to Business Buzz with your host, Frank Hellring. To reach the live show, please call 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. Or send Frank an email at info at businessbuzz.com. That's info at B-I-Z-Z-N-E-S-S buzz.com. Now, back to Business Buzz. Hey, welcome back. I'm your host, Frank Kellering, live on Voice America Business Network. This is Business Buzz and Business Watch with Danan DeVere DeRosa, my incredible hostess with the mostest. And we've got Richard Viasana on with us today. What an incredible heart he has for foster care. But I'll tell you what, Richard, I'll tell you where I'd like to go. Uh, one of our major clients, as I said in the first segment, is Operation Underground Railroad. And one of the things that we wanted to talk to them about is the fact that these sexually trafficked children, right, in the hundreds of thousands, one of these days, these kids are going to be employable, right? And these employers are going to have to employ these kids. What kind of challenges do you think we're looking at between sexually trafficked children and foster care children in the coming years actually getting not only employable, but viable and productive? It's certainly going to be a challenge because right now, one of the areas that where we are failing the children is in mental health. That is something that children don't get enough of while they're in foster care. So just imagine they're in the system and they're not getting the proper mental health treatment. And now they're out of the system where there is no health care as far as it goes for treatment like that. And this is a constant focus of attention by agencies, enforcement agencies, experts, child experts, and these people, these kids who are being picked up as sex trafficking victims are still in many states being treated as the perpetrator, as if they are the people responsible for doing this rather than realizing that they are victims. And it is so hard in some of these states to get that mentality changed to be looking at these kids as victims and to treat them that way rather than throwing them into prison. And so... Who knows what kind of you know, damage has been done to these kids so that when they come into a job, they're bringing that with them. And this means that the way they react to people, the way they react to how someone talks to them, how a boss can interact with an employee. And that means these business people, they're a manager, they're a supervisor. They're not ex anticipating that they're going to have an employee who has this traumatic, terrible background and that they're going to have to walk on eggshells with them. They have no training in this. So you have businesses, especially when you're talking about small businesses, they don't have the training to handle this. These kids aren't getting the treatment that they need. And so you've got this mesh 
which is going to be terrible. And just the normal foster kids. When I say normal foster kids, these are ones who aren't sex trafficked. The studies show that by 24, only half of those kids are able to hold down the job. You know, you talk about um, kids um, in juvenile hall. I did several shows and took my cameras into juvenile hall. And, you know, there is a waiting list for kids to go into juvenile hall. Mm -hmm. Now, when you listen and you talk to some of these kids that are 16, 17 years old, and they have one year left to stay in juvenile hall, and then they go to the big, the big guys. And that's another story in itself. I mean, how do these kids, sometimes they're not going to come out to their 22, 23, how do they cope with not only having the homes they've had, but also now coping with being in juvenile hall and trying to get a job? How does all that work, Richard? Well, as you would think, it's a terrible situation for these children because, yes, it's true that in this country, if you are a juvenile, you have your record you know, kept secret from your employer. But that doesn't mean that the mental anguish and the mental damage hasn't been done. That's right. And so, again, it depends upon, you know, if our institutions are teaching these kids to have a job, how to interact with other people. And unfortunately, this is a institution-by-institution institution situation. We don't have like a minimum standard. We don't have a minimum standard in foster care. We don't have a minimum standard of how we should treat our juveniles. We don't have these things because we don't have a federal mandate to have these things in place. And even if we did, there are certain rules, there are certain laws that apply to foster kids. For instance, like finding their relatives. Yeah. There is a federal and state law that says if you have a child coming into foster care, and we don't have an aunt or uncle or grandparent nearby, we're going to do something called family finding. We're going to make a list. We're going to get contact information. We're going to reach out to each and every one of those relatives and let them know, little Johnny or Susie is here in foster care. Would you like to take them in? And if we have enough relatives, they'll do, someone will step up and do that. But here's the problem. We don't have any accountability. So, Agencies across the country aren't doing this. I was going to say, do they really do this? Do they really contact? I mean, there's so many children. No, well, I don't. I have a, I, I'm going to find my father. I'm going to find my mother. I'm going to find this. And they, hmm. they don't know where to go because no one has helped them in the 18 years they've been foster kids. Yeah, let's jump right into that cesspool right now. I hate to take this show political, but I'm going to, okay? Uh -oh. uh, recently, you know, there's been a number coming off Capitol Hill that there's hundreds of thousands of kids that have come across our borders, Richard, okay, and they can't find them, all right? This is absolutely amazing to me because there should have been a point of contact, right? Finding the relative, finding the aunt, the uncle, the cousin, the, you know, whatever, okay? And these kids, they can't find them. Well, you're right. There are thousands of kids that are coming across, and the of those thousands of kids, what is happening is that the system is being overwhelmed, and they are releasing these kids onto the street. And there's not really a tracking system. And this is something that we saw in the last administration where kids were brought in. They were separated from their parents. 
and there was no tracking system. So the government lost track of thousands of kids. And we're perpetuating that same problem. We don't have a good tracking system in place. And so, yes, these kids do disappear. And this is a huge concern from proponents against sex trafficking, that we're just letting these kids out on the street. We have no idea where they're going. The charities that are able to take in these kids, they're overwhelmed. And again, we're talking about nonprofits who need donations, need people to support them. So if they're not really robust in their donation efforts, there's only so many kids that they can take in and they're being overwhelmed. And so we have a terrible situation where we have way too many kids without being placed in a good, secure home. We're now out there loose. And that's not the America. That's not the United States. I'm no, a veteran. No, no. That's not what I went and spent my time defending this country so that the country could treat our kids this way. That's not no. what I intend. Do we also yeah. have to be careful? Sorry, Frank. Do we no, also sorry. have to be careful of the foundations? I mean, I was in the arena of foundations, and my eyes opened up humongously as to how many foundations are out there that they're not ready foundations and they're all a big hoax and i'm not afraid to say that because my foundation was very open book anybody could see it i didn't that wasn't the point so do they have to be careful now with the foundations of who they go to and what they do and who gives money why to help these kids there is this is a constant problem because we have children who are in the foster care system who are past their foundations, and we see this hitting the news uh, every three, four months. There's an institution that has a history of alleged abuse and children who are either incredibly hurt or died in that institution, and they're still on the payroll of the government, yep. whether at the state level or the federal level. Mm -hmm. And so we have little oversight, or we certainly don't have enough oversight to ensure that the children are safe in these places where they're going that are supposed to be there to take care of them, especially institutions that are medically oriented to help them with mental health. Again, we have places where kids go in and they're strapped down for hours, things that are in violation of how they should be treated, and yet this continues and goes on and on. Our system is slow to make change, is slow to accept and to see a problem and to rectify it and to save those children from being hurt. You know, there's a danger element here, too. I remember when I was back in uh, 94, 98, and we actually got involved with local police and, and uh, enforcement, and they were telling us that, you know, the recruitment in the gang arena, right, Richard? You know, you can imagine if you had a lot of youth coming into this country, which we do, okay? And we have a very robust gang population out there. They said the first thing that these uh, kids actually seek out is a sense of security, okay? Because they have none. And then the next one was significance, right? And then the last one, which was really the thing that really took it home, was a sense of belonging. 
So when you talk about security, you talk about significance, you talk about a sense of belonging, and then you talk about hundreds of thousands of kids that are on our street, foster kids that are being booted out of the system with absolutely no place to go and totally bare. And now you have that element of our society, which is underground, and we don't see too much of it, right? Except when it rears its ugly head and somebody gets you know, blown away on a, on a drive-by or something like that. But we have this type of problem facing us in this country right now, do we not, Richard? Yes, we certainly have a growing problem here where you do have these children. And as you said, they want to feel like they belong. They have not belonged during their time in foster care. Now, this is not to say, and I do want to preface this, we need foster care. It is an important institution. Does it have problems? Absolutely, it has problems. Can it be fixed? Yes, we have the bones of an institution, they're good bones, we can build on that. And there are thousands and thousands of people dedicated to helping these children. But as a country, we need to come to grips that these children are not being cared for properly, that we have problems, and that we need to look for solutions so that we don't have this pending crisis that you've outlined here of lots, thousands and thousands of children who could be susceptible to moving into gangs because they have had no love while in foster care. This is not to say that happens to all the kids, but you certainly mm-hmm. have numbers of kids this has happened to, and they are looking for a place to go, a way to belong, and a gang may give them that. I actually had a former foster child who wrote in and said, I stay with my pimp. He beats my butt. But you know what? That's preferable to my having been in a foster home. There's something wrong when someone feels it's better to be with a pimp than to be in a foster home. We oh have a problem. Yeah, well, we learned when we learned of this element uh, of our society that was rearing up, we turned around. We actually came up with a tagline when we said we were out to put the word neighbor back in front of the word hood. Right. Because people look at things from an aspect of a separation, a distancing. Right. And I'm not going to go to social distancing with with COVID-19, but. The problem here that I really see, Richard, is that we're talking serious lack of resource here. We are talking about lack of resources, and that's one of the things I wrote about in my book as far as the three things we have to have to fix foster care. Number one is the funding. We need the states to put enough funding and put the children as a priority. We don't do that in this country. No matter how much we talk about that, or we have people in our politicians who are saying they're for family. The reality says something completely different because we wouldn't be having children in this situation if that was true. Well, I think that's because some of the funding doesn't go in the right direction. It goes in the wrong direction a majority of time because people find that little loophole where they can f- work around and then get the money somewhere else. You know, Richard, what would what is your idea of trying to get a solution to this? Though there's going to take some time, but what do we do? What what's the message that we want to put out there on on Voice America about our children and how everybody out there that's listening? to help. What do we do? If we're talking to the listeners right now, yes. yes, there are lots of ways that people individually can help. They can help by finding a charity that they want to support who's doing something. Now, they could be a charity who's doing something like mine does, 
where we're very focused on locating relatives for a child. Why is that important? Because if we find a relative for a child and that relative says, I'll take in that child, we have moved that child out of the foster care system and put them with family. And I can't tell you how many former foster kids have told me that they would easily have gone to a distant relative, to someone they did not know who was a relative, rather than to strangers. They would have felt some kind of connection to their family, even if it was another state on another side of the country, would not have mattered. So number one, we can find nonprofits who are doing good work, have a good track record, that's very important, and support them with our dollars. We can support them with in-kind products. If you're a small business person, you could get some write-offs here. Cool. Well, I'll tell you what, we're definitely going to revisit that one after we take a quick break here, Richard, because this just happens to be a small business show. We're going to take a quick break here. You're listening to Business Buzz with Frank Kellering and Noinon DeVere DeRosa, my fabulous hostess with the Moses out of Las Vegas. And I'm telling you something right now. You need to listen real clear to what I'm about to tell you, folks. We are dealing with a situation right now in this country where we have small businesses really fading away okay there's no other term for it we've lost almost 25 people say on the high side about 30 percent of our entire small business community now when you talk about 85 percent of the hiring that's done in this country and 50 percent of the gnp in this country that's all made up out of the small business community somebody better wake up and along those lines I want you, if you're a small business out there right now, to take out your debit card out of your wallet or your purse, hold it in your hands, because what I'm about to tell you right now is going to sight the living daylights out of you. When's the last time you used your debit card that you got like amount, 100% minimum economic value for your purchase? I'm saying if you went in and spent $100, all of a sudden you look over at your smartphone and it says there's an economic value credited to your account of $100. Is your bank doing that for you? Is your credit union doing that for you? No, they're not. I'll tell you what, wake up. This is absolutely something that's coming. It's going to change the face of small business rewards programs, Groupon, goodbye, okay? Because there's nothing going to compete with this. And if you want to find out more about it right now, you need to go to Ninon, N-I-N-O-N-M-Y-T-Z-T.com. That's Ninon, oddly enough, N-I-N-O-N.com my mytzt.com we're going to be talking more about this every single show but stay tuned because it's very very exciting what's coming down the road well we've been mixing it up with richard diasana he's got an incredible heart for foster care and he found that he had two hosts that had the same thing when he signed on to business buzz today so we're going to be right back after our advertisers take two and two to take a look at you with more buzz for your business Moda Business Solutions is your one-stop shop with a focus on time and cost savings. We let you, the business owner, focus on running your businesses instead of searching for quality products and services. Cash is king, and we strive to put more cash into your pocket. Moda Business Solutions provides top-of-the-line products and services, connecting you with trending companies. Are you ready to grow your business? Call Moda Business Solutions at 858-251-4640 or visit us online at modabusinesssolutions.com. 
At LaTip, in everything we do, we believe in the importance of small business success. And we believe in helping small businesses reach their growth goals. The way we help small businesses is by building relationships, training on how to expand those relationships into closable leads, and providing technology to efficiently interact within those relationships. We just happen to run business networking meetings. Want to come to one? This is the power of LaTip. Visit LaTip.com for more information. That's L-E-T-I-P.com. We're always looking for guests, resources, and business promotion. Would you like to be a guest on the show? Do you have a resource that can help small businesses increase sales, lower costs, and amplify brand loyalty? Do you have a business that needs to elevate your brand and expand your reach? If any of these sound like a fit for you, you need to partner with us. Call us at 877-3-NOW-BUZZ. That's 877-366-9289. And discover how Business Buzz and Business Watch can take your message and company further. Again, give us a call at 877-3-NOW-BUZZ. 877-366-9289. Business Watch is your outreach to feel the pulse and increase the buzz in your business community. Invite Frank to be a speaker at your next event. We can create a live promotional video with you at your next event to brand your brand. Visit businessbuzz.com. Having Frank come speak at your event can motivate your team and your customers, which means he can also motivate the growth of your business. It's time to take it to the next level. Visit businessbuzz.com and watch things grow. PPP, COVID-19, SBA, is there a way? It's time for Business Watch, where your voice matters. Call into the show at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or drop us an email at info at businessbuzz.com. That's info at B-I-Z-Z-N-E-S-S buzz.com. We know you've got something to say. Now, here's Frank Hellring, Business Watch, where your voice matters. Hey, welcome back to the show. Now on Business Watch, this is a segment of the show where we open up the phone lines in Phoenix and allow you, our live listening audience, to call into the show. So pick up that phone and dial 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. And you can be right with us here live on Business Watch right now. Well, hey, whoa, we've got Dr. Andrea Adams Miller, the publicist of Business Buzz and Business Watch. How you doing, Dr. Andrea? I'm doing great. I, I'm actually at lunch, so uh, we're uh, brought to you by the restaurant I'm at right now, fast food. But uh, I am so glad that you guys had Richard on today, and I didn't get to hear the beginning because I was in uh, transition from one place to another. But I wanted to share some things with you guys about like uh, between business and um, nonprofits. So not only can you give funds and make those as write-offs, but when you have a relationship that's paired up with your organization, it shows that your business really cares about other people in the world and our community. And it's really a great thing to be able to advertise and show that relationship. And there's other things you can give, like um, 
miles for points or hotels, you know, or if, you know, there was an event and you have a, a plus one ticket inviting founders or other representatives from nonprofits to come so they could meet more people or inviting like Richard's great on stage. He's great at an event, you know, and inviting him to come to those things. It's such a great way to do that. And I run a nonprofit as well. So we see all these different ways to be able to add value. And I'm sure Richard can add more. And I have a special reach out or ask any of you that are listening that have a personal relationship with Simone Biles or somebody that knows or works with her, if you could make that connection, because what she's doing for foster care and what Richard is doing, oh, they would be an excellent team together. And I would love to see that happen. You know, it's interesting you say that from an aspect, and especially the show being small business, Dr. Andrea, because I'm sitting here thinking to myself, how many hundreds of thousands of small business owners are out there who are going to be faced within the next 10, 15 years of hiring these kids, right? From the foster care, uh, you know, arena and also obviously Operation Underground Railroad with the sex trafficking and the fact that 300,000 kids that came across the border, we don't even know where they are. Somewhere you're going to have to end up landing somewhere, right? So if you ask yourself this, Richard, and let's go here, because we talked about this when we first started out on the show, that funding is number one, right, in the arena right now of need in the foster care arena, probably in the sex trafficking arena as well. But the bottom line here is, could we possibly start an initiative in the small business community who is going to be faced with these issues down the road where they actually step up to the plate and say, yeah, we want to make a change? Absolutely. Listen, anyone who's doing small business is a creative. This is someone who's taking, making something from nothing. They're taking an idea, they're actualizing on it. They're taking a product, they're putting a service behind it. They're making themselves unique. So these are very creative, intelligent people. And that's what we need here. We need to break the mold. We need to step out and look for new ways faster ways to do things. And that's what's always amazing about any industry. And small business can certainly step up and take advantage, as Dr. Andrea just mentioned. They can donate to a nonprofit. They get a tax write-off. They also get the publicity. If they're smart, they'll do this. And that's something a lot of businesses don't do. They'll do this quietly without putting it out there. I actually had a friend of mine who was a realtor who donated to the nonprofit we called up the local newspaper. I got him in that newspaper. And he would put that on top of his desk, a copy of that article. And so when people were coming in to buy from him, who do you think they wanted to buy from? The realtor down the street who's talking about money or this friend of mine who had this article sitting on his desk talking about how he gave and was helping foster children. What do you think? Yeah, yeah we need more of that. Yeah, philanthropy is definitely good for business. And the reason being is because you get painted with the same brush, right, of the organization that you're supporting. But along these lines, you know, it doesn't take much if you had hundreds of thousands of businesses, right? It's like these GoFundMe type of things, right? When people get in trouble and all of a sudden you see millions of dollars going in this thing out of the blue. Well, can you imagine if we could put together some type of a movement, right, within the small business community? I'm thinking right now, Safe Small Business Coalition, which happened and was birthed out of COVID-19, where over 200 nonprofit uh, chambers of commerce across the country, encompassing 28 states, came together and said, hey, not on our watch. We're not going to have small business go down in flames. And that organization's out there. It would be easily approachable, Richard, right, 
from your aspect of foster care. And then, of course, we can go over here to OUR uh, with the sex trafficking to go to organizations like this and say, hey, what's possible here if we band together, if we converge, if we collaborate and we get this message out to your you know, constituency? I don't think that they're going to say no. I think you're right with collaboration. I'm butting in here, but I think we need to get the message out for more people to collaborate. Don't be afraid to talk to your next door neighbor. You don't even have to have a small business. You don't have to, small business. Yes, you, you need that. But just start talking that what can you do to help these kids? There's thousands of them and collaborate in, in an area like a community, have a community, you know, have a little fundraiser going on to help these kids or to sort of have give these kids a weekend at your house or there's got to be something. There's got to be a way out here, Richard. We cannot let all these children, especially in America, you know, to go to the roadside. We can't do that. I certainly agree. And a lot of this gets back to, I hate to say it, but this is reality. It's back to dollars. The more dollars that come in, the more children can be helped. And if there's someone out there who says, look, I, I don't have time to be a foster parent. I don't know how to get started on that. Well, you know what? That's where the donation dollars go to an organization because we know what to do. We know how to help these children. My yeah. nonprofit knows how to find a child's relatives who will take them in and get them out of foster care. This is what we do. And this changes their life. So people don't have to be that expert in that area. Just find someone who's doing what you want. If you want to help the children who are aging out, find a nonprofit that's focused on that. You have a focus on education, find a nonprofit that is working with foster children right now who is helping to guide them through school, who is there during high school and is working to get them into college or into a trades program. There's a nonprofit out there that will align with what you feel in your heart that you'd like to do for a child yep. and work with them help them. And not only that, but use your influence to bring in other small businesses. This is the part that would really kick this up, having people not only doing it for themselves, but going to other companies, going to the people they know in their business life and saying, hey, I'd like you to contribute also. Help me help them help the kids. Sorry, Frank, but also... Sorry, sorry. Having the 18-year-old to, to find out the small businesses to try to employ these 18-year-olds. I mean, they don't have to get much wages. They can, you know, try to get work that out, obviously. But so they've got when they get out of these homes or wherever they're going at 18, they've got a job to go to in the area in the small business. And small businesses could easily do this. Yeah. We're starting to move towards the end of the show here, Richard. I want to kind of get a, a plug-in for your book here. Uh, which is do uh, no harm. Uh, can you tell us a little bit of it in a couple of minutes, basically what uh, you know, basically motivated you to write this book and what it covers? So what motivated me is that we got brought in to help locate relatives for many of the children who were separated from their parents at the U.S.-Mexico border between 2017 and 2021. Mm-hmm. Many of those children, uh, the government simply had no idea where their parents were, how to find them. And so they came to my nonprofit. We specialize in locating relatives, especially in Latin America, Mexico, Central America, South America. So I wrote it for that reason. I wrote it because I don't think the effort has been as robust enough. 
We haven't treated it like a rescue mission. We've been very cheap in how we've done it. And it gave me a way to lead in to the many of those immigrant children who are now ending up in foster care. And it gave me a, a way to talk about foster care because as we said at the very beginning, Nina and you said this, foster kids are hidden. People don't know about them. And it was an opportunity for me to write a book and get attention given to these children that they deserve. Perfect lead in. Uh, we got four minutes to go on the show there, Richard. So tell my listening audience how they get in touch with you personally and how they can get access to this incredible book you just mentioned. They can get the book by going to Amazon. That's the easiest way is put in do no harm. You can put my name and get the book. Please, if you're going to do that, you can help even more. Leave a five-star review. That will help us and get sales out there because a portion of the book sales do go to reunite a child with family. They can reach me directly at 833-234-1980. And you have, a we you have a website, Richard? I do. It's Forever Homes for Foster Kids. That's Forever Homes for F-O-R fosterkids.org. And if they do text in KIDS kids to that phone number, 833-234-1980, we'll connect and then we can have a chat and see how they we can work together. Outstanding. Dr. Andrea, give your contact information, please. Whoops, she froze. Ninon. <laughs> okay, I'm her. How are um, you doing? You Give your contact information. Okay, please. you can find me on YouTube on NDD www.thelredcarpetconnection.com. Do it one more time, Dr. Andrea. You're going in and out, Andrea. Yeah, you're fading in and out on us. Go ahead, Ninon. www.thelredcarpetconnection.com. Okay, very good. Ninon, go ahead. we got two okay. minutes. Uh, yeah, we, well, you can also reach me on Facebook. Um, anytime you want to find out about my um, Kids Talk Foundation, it's not really going that much at the moment, but I'm always out there to help the kids and do whatever I can for them. You can even call me at 310-867-5959. I'll be there for any kid and anybody who needs help. Very good. Richard, it's been a genuine pleasure having you on our show today. You are now official alumni of Business Buzz and Business Watch. We don't treat that lightly. In about four hours, our professional editing team in Phoenix will have a playback. We will get that out to Dr. Andrea, get it out to you, get it out to your world, because people need to hear what happened on this show today. And everybody out there, please know, next week is Christmas on Monday. We will not be live as far as a show on Wednesday because we respect your values and we respect uh, the honoring of this particular holiday. So we will be rebroadcasting one of our incredible shows uh, and then we'll pick it up again after Christmas holidays. OK, but here's from me to you and Ninan and everybody on this show today. Have a merry, merry Christmas and a happy new year. Thank you for tuning in to Business Bus today. If you'd like to be a guest or you have a business that needs to elevate your brand and expand your reach, you can reach us toll-free, 877-3-NOWBUZ. To learn more about the show, just simply go to my personal email, which is F Hellring, H-E-L-R-I-N-G, at certainty, C-E-R-T-A-I-N-T-Y, team, T-E-A-M dot com. Send me an email. Tell me a little bit about your business. I'll pick up the phone. We'll talk. We'll talk about you having on the show real soon. The bus factor of your business is what we seek to increase. 
Tune in next week as we bring more guests like this fabulous and amazing man, Richard Viasana, who's got a heart bigger than all outdoors. And we're going to bring more guests and resources to help you with more buzz for your business. Thanks for tuning in Business Watch and Business Buzz with Frank Hellring. We'll be back next Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We hope to have you join us again next time for some more terrific ways to revitalize your small business.